1: The Pet Milk Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. (laughs) The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents Fibber McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick Legrand, Cliff Arquette, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Don Quinn and Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hutto with music by the Kingsmen and Billy Mills Orchestra. Years ago, tomorrow in Passaic, New Jersey, the Casper quadruplets were born. And all over the country, people wondered if they could all live. First, because they were such tiny, unusually delicate babies. And second, because so few sets of quadruplets survived through early infancy. Well, the four Casper babies did survive, and you should see them now. As sturdy, vigorous, and happy children as you'll find anywhere. They were given pet milk just a few days after birth. And during the 15 years since then, they've had no other kind of milk. Unquestionably, pet milk has what it takes to help even the most delicate babies grow strong and sturdy. If you have a baby, ask your doctor about pet milk, the first evaporated milk, the first food for millions of happy, healthy babies. A businessman's art class meets tonight at the Wistful Vista Civic Center. It's a strictly hobby affair for part time painters. So guess who's practicing up in his living room right now with paints, brushes, and canvas? (laughs) Yup, it's the Norman Rockhead of Wistful Vista. (laughs) And his wife, Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: And when I found out that guys like Latrivia and Doc Gamble had took up art, guys with two left hands and ten thumbs apiece, I went right down and I rolled myself into the class.
3: You enrolled yourself, dearie.
2: How could I enroll when I hadn't even rolled myself into it yet?
3: <laughs> Stand
2: out of my light, will you?
3: Thanks. Hey, how do I look
2: in this smock and beret, Tootsie? Pretty professional, huh?
3: Very fetching. Yep. Like a chubby cherub with a blue serge halo. <laughs> what is this thing again, the businessmen's art class?
2: That's it. It's for businessmen only.
3: How'd you get in? Pull. Pull?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> pulled open the classroom door, pulled five bucks out of my pocket, pulled a couple of gags, and bingo, I'm a businessman.
4: <laughs>
2: Stand out of my light, will you? Thanks. I need that north light.
3: You say Dr. Gamble belongs to it, too? Mm-hmm. Somehow, I never thought of the doctor as an artist.
2: Nobody does, but Doc. (laughs) His idea of painting is to dip a brush in iodine and have a patient say, ah.
3: But I will say he paints a mighty fine tonsil.
2: (laughs) Of course, when it comes to art, Doc's got three strikes on him to start with. How? In the first place, he's got to have a brush with a four-foot handle, you know. Because with Doc's stomach he can't stand close enough to the canvas to reach it with an ordinary brush. Oh
3: no, I don't think he's that and
2: being nearsighted when he stands far enough back to reach it, he can't see it. <laughs> he showed me a painting he done last week. A painting of Doris Day and Dennis Day eating Frankfurters. He called it Every Day Has His Dog. Uh,
3: Deary, are you going to paint something pretty soon? You've been cleaning those brushes off on that canvas for an hour. What do you mean cleaning the brushes?
2: I am panting. Stand out of my light, will you? Your what? Yeah, why well, this is art, my dear. This is my own impressuristic study of life.
3: You see, to me, life... Just a minute, Michelangelo. This is probably the French Academy of Art wanting to hang you already. <laughs> or a posse with the same idea. Come in. Oh, no, it's just Oli. Hello, Oli. Oh, Hi,
5: hello, Mrs. Hello, McGee. Hey, why are you wearing the nightshirt, McGee? You used to get up?
3: <laughs> oh, no, no, this ain't a night shirt.
2: That's a smock, Oli, like a sort of
3: a loose coat.
2: Yeah, my gosh, didn't you ever see
5: anybody wearing one of these things before? Oh, sure, McGee. My Mrs. always wears a smock when she's expecting a baby, but... <laughs> you don't mean that you... Oh, no, that's too unlikely. that. <laughs>
3: Oli. Himself here has just joined an art class. He's learning to paint.
2: Oh, I ain't exactly learning, of course, Ole. Always have kind of dabbed in art in my spare time. Sort of a Sunday painter, you might call me.
5: Well, that's interesting work, McGee. Uh, I was a Sunday painter myself at one time. Oh? Huh? I had a good job painting Sundays on window ice cream parlor there.
3: Well, painting is nice relaxation, Oli, and I think everybody ought to have some kind of a hobby, don't you?
5: Yeah, I think so too, Missus. You know, I make a suggestion like that once to my missus when I first get to know her, you know. Told her to take up a hobby of some kind, Yeah, isn't. you know, she was, she started school and she didn't know what to do with her spare time, so I say to her, Yenneveve, I say, a girl like you should have herself a hobby. And she say, oh, holy, that's so sudden, and the next thing I know, I'm wiping off lipstick, picking up rice, and four kids we got now.
3: She made a hobby of a hubby did she
2: but to get back to art Ole, you see the true artiste does not paint what one sees the true artiste paints what
5: one feels like this here you take this picture i'm doing right now that's a picture mcgee It looked like a paint settlement fall downstairs with his sample case open <laughs>
3: well he calls it life Ole. it's short for life in a pinwheel factory i think
2: well to appreciate true art one must have true understanding This canvas is what we artists call an impression or abstract.
5: (laughs) This is not what I see, you see. This is how I feel. You feel like that? Good gracious, (laughs) McGee. Go lie down. Click. I'll get a doctor, Mrs. Goodbye, both you fellas.
1: (laughs) Billy Mills, the orchestra, and the loveliest night of the
4: year.
2: Who bit a guy named Shepherd? <clears throat> He'd been setting on some polka dots and thought he was a leopard.
4: <laughs> oh, the monkey! Now see, ah.
2: there we are, kiddo. Another painting, all done.
3: Mm-hmm. But what were you doing with the hammer and nails?
2: What do you mean? What was I doing? All artists do that when they finish painting the canvas, tacking it onto a wooden frame to keep it stretched out. It's awful hard to do, too, with the paint still wet and all.
3: Why don't you tack it to the frame first and then paint on it?
2: Oh, my gosh, Tootsie, I get some of the most interesting effects when I accidentally smear the paint all around. You see that painting
3: over there in the corner? Yes, I saw it when I first came into the room, and I've got a stiff neck from trying not to look that way again. What's the name of that one?
2: I call that one Kangaroo Reading Magazine on Fire Escape.
4: Why?
2: Well, because that's what it looks like. <laughs> you see, when I finish a painting, I stand it against the wall, walk across the room, turn my back to it, lean way over and look at it between my knees. <laughs> You'd be surprised how different things look. Right?
4: <laughs> this
2: one looks like a kangaroo reading a magazine on a fire escape. <laughs> I'm starting a new picture now that I'm going to call Gainsborough's Blue Boy. That's a pretty title, isn't it? Been used. Oh, it has? Well, I can always do something. Come
3: in.
4: Oh, hi, old-timer.
3: Hello, Mr. Old-timer. <laughs> Hello,
0: daughter. Hello, Johnny. What you doing with the and brushes and canvas? Painting?
2: Yep.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Just joined the businessmen's art class. It learns us how to appreciate art. Ever do any painting? Sure. Used to be a commercial
0: artist. Painted signs on barns. Oh? Like, uh, Chew Buffalo Bill Cut Plug Tobacco. Look on the label for the spitting image of William F. Cody.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. You still work at
0: it? Yes, daughter. In fact, I had me a job last week painting some road signs for the Whistled Vista Loan Company. Oh, then. Pick me out a big slab of stone and paint a sign on it that says, on the rocks? Stony broke? Well, you can take it for granite that we'll help you. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, I didn't go on with the work because I was worried about Grandma. Oh,
3: what happened to her?
0: Well, you don't know, daughter. I think it was my mistake. You see, kids, Sunday was Grandma's birthday. Oh? And she had a little black necklace and one of them glittering little black brooches. I got her and a set of jet earrings to match. Fool that I was.
2: Oh, so I think jet earrings are pretty on elderly ladies.
0: Oh, me too, Johnny, but... I must have got the wrong kind of jets. Hmm? Grandma put them on, little match to get a better look at them, and
4: whoosh!
0: <laughs> he took off from the front porch like a skyrocket! Last <laughs> we seen a grandma was a vapor trail heading south, southwest. <laughs>
4: That's
0: why I can't get my mind on my job, kid.
2: Oh, I see.
0: So, you go on with your work, boy. Remember, you're painting for two now. You and me. <laughs>
3: By the way, dearie, when is the next meeting in the businessmen's art class? Tonight.
2: That's why I'm painting so fast. Got to catch up with them other guys. I got a real feeling for this painting, you know what?
3: How does it feel? <laughs> wet and slippery? No, no, no.
2: I mean, I got a talent for it. Did you read where Betty Grable, the beautiful dancer, had her legs insured for a million bucks? Well, as a painter... You're going to insure your hands for a million? No, my pants. <laughs> for $16.50. Twice I've sat down in the wet paint now. <laughs> The last time was on a picture I called View of Battleship Maine.
3: What did you do? Change the title to read As Seen from the Stern?
2: (laughs) No, but yours is better.
4: (laughs) I changed it to View of
2: Battleship Maine as Seen by Rear Admiral. Oh,
4: that's
1: but I think yours is better. Hello, Molly. Hiya, pal.
4: Hi. Hi. hello. Hiya, Mike.
1: Hey, they tell me you've joined our business men's art class, pal. Yep. Good for you. You'll enjoy it. You've been a member a long time, Junior? Oh, several months. Hmm. My cousin, big uppercut Wilcox, got me to join. Oh, he did? Yeah, I get a big kick out of it.
3: I see you're practicing up. He certainly is, Mr. Wilcox. How
1: do you like what he's done so far? Well, it's, uh, it has a certain, uh, well, there are one or two of them that, uh... Well, let's say they're interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah, let's say that. You see, Junior, I've been studying the theory of color. Now, when you mix red and blue to get green... Pardon
3: me, Botticelli. Hmm? You mix red and blue to get purple.
2: I don't. I mix red and blue to get green. With
1: what result, pal? I keep getting purple.
3: LAUGHTER Hey, what time is class tonight, Junior?
1: Eight o'clock, and I'll be there. Can't wait, as a matter of fact. You really like it, Mr. Wilcox. Oh, I love it, Molly. I look at all those tubes of paint, and I say to myself, just like pet milk. You know something? Pet milk must
2: have a very sore back from being dragged in bed by the heels. (laughs) (laughs) How could looking into a box of paints remind you of pet milk, pal? Yes, how
3: do you squeeze a commercial out of a tube of paint?
1: Well... I look at those tubes of paint, and I say to myself, Mr. Wilcox, I say... Mr. Wilcox? Well, certainly. I give myself the respect I am entitled to as a pet milk representative. Well, that's perfectly that one of So I say, Mr. Wilcox, just imagine. In these little tubes are beautiful landscapes, gorgeous still lifes, handsome portraits. All you have to do is spread them onto a canvas. Yeah, but what that got to do with how you can... And the them. same with pet milk. Oh. In every can of pet milk there is good nourishing food for some baby or growing child. The ingredient for a marvelous dessert. The making of a delicious recipe. The
3: right added touch for a cup of good coffee. You see, McGee, it wasn't so far fetched after all. Paint or pet milk, it's got to be used.
2: If he's trying to tell me to mix pet milk in my paints, I ain't gonna do it. <laughs> I have enough trouble as it is trying to mix a good
1: green with red and blue and come out with a... No, no, no. Look, pal. (laughs) I am not suggesting that you paint with pet milk. I was merely pointing out the parallel. See, so you've got to take the paint out of the tube to make a landscape. Mm-hmm. You've got to take the milk out of the can to make a recipe or a formula. And with pet milks, rich, nourishing, vitamin-fortified... Hey, yeah, uh, hey, 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 uh, look, uh, milky. ...that gives babies and growing children strong teeth and their parents wonderful dishes they can sink their teeth t- Oh,
4: yeah. No. into mine got my way there a little bit. <laughs> Mr. What were you about
1: to say, pal? <laughs> Did you say your cousin
3: got you to join the businessman's art class, Mr. Wilcox? Yes,
1: yes, my cousin, Big Uppercut Wilcox. Oh, the prize fighter. How'd he come to take up art? Well, he was spending so much time on the canvas that everybody began to give him the brush, so he thought he'd capitalize on it. Go <laughs> so on, Ollie.
4: See you
2: Any time I can't paint as good as him, I never would have took it up. <laughs>
3: now
2: you take this painting here, the one I'm working on. What do you think of this composition?
3: What do you mean by composition?
2: Composition, my dear, is when an artist arranges the different elements into the picture so that when it's hung in a gallery, people can look at it a minute and turn to his wife and say, "Hey, Nellie, am I nuts or is that thing put up sideways?"
3: <laughs> well, in that case, sweetheart, you have the most wonderful <laughs> save for making a very snide remark. Yeah. Come in.
4: Well, oh, Hello, Hello,
2: my dear. Hello, Da Vinci. Oh, hi, Sag Slacks. You gonna be at the businessmen's art class tonight, Doc? Certainly. As a matter of fact, McGee, we work from a model tonight. Oh, is Dr. that so? Campbell and I
6: stopped by to pick you up. Get your hat and let's go.
2: Okay, Molly's coming too. I want her to see how we businessmen relieve the stresses and strains of the day's work and lighten the tension of competitive enterprise by the development of a cultural hobby. <laughs>
6: Oh, to mention an unthinkable family relationship, brother. Hand <laughs> me my medicine case, Mayor, he's making me
2: ill.
3: Uh, you say you boys are using a model tonight, Mr. Mayor? Yes,
2: tonight for the first time. Good, I'm always good at mechanical stuff. Why don't we use a model, of? you suppose? Train, airplane, steam engine? This is life class, <laughs> egg face. We use a live female model.
3: They do say a live one is much better, even though they don't hold a pose as well. (laughs) Live model, eh?
4: Hmm.
6: Oh, now, don't look so perturbed, McGee. After all, it gives somebody a job. Dollar and a half an hour and all the influenza they can pick up.
4: (laughs) On
2: Thursdays and Fridays, we do landscapes and still life, respectively. That's the best way to do them. Yes. Last Friday, we painted a beautiful still that Mayor Latrivia brought us. Confiscated from a moonshiner.
4: (laughs) There's
6: nothing, really.
2: (laughs) McGee, what are you looking so anxious about? Well, my gosh, Latrivia, I I never... I mean, a a live model, but... Well, this is the first time I ever... Well, that's kind of embarrassing. The way you paint a bowl of tulips would be just as embarrassing.
3: I think you're being a little silly, McGee. How do you think artists learn to paint the so-called human form divine? From reading Esquire?
2: Well, that ain't a bad way. <laughs> Gee, where's well, Oh, no, look, fellas, maybe I'd better not go tonight. I'll wait for the landscape class Thursday. Oh, it?
6: nonsense, nonsense. Relax, McGee. Hmm. This is a very impersonal business. Nobody talks to the model, and the
2: model talks to nobody. Yeah, come on, McGee. Get your stuff together. It's getting late. No. Well, okay. Get your coat, Molly. All right. You understand, fellas, that it ain't so much I don't want to go. I do, because I feel that art is a serious study, not to be approached lightly. I feel that to give oneself truly to one's art, one must approach one's subject with a deep feeling of reverence. The true artist is one which he emerges himself completely into one's masterpiece.
6: Thank you, Grandpa Moses.
4: (laughs) Come on, everybody.
1: The King's Men, and Just the Way You Are. I'm not what
7: you might call easy going. on. I see about people and things But you're such a model of Sweet perfection Whenever I see you, whatever you do My heart sings I like my eggs over easy And my coffee black I like my steak rare and juicy Or my money back I like my tea poured directly from a Samovar But I like you just the way you are I like my juice when I wake it, or I'm so upset I'm quite a fuss budget for my favorite Cigarette and I go mad. Crooked on the wall, but I like you anyway at all. Friends know about my idiom since Chrissy's peculiar the grain and bearer. I'm telling you all this confidentially because eventually you'll have to share em. I like the seams in the stockings to be smooth and straight. I like my meat and potatoes all a separate crate about a dinner and one am particular, but I. Just the way you are, just the way you are, just the way you are, the way you are. I like the sheets and the covers to be tucked in tight. I like your little kid brother when he's out of sight. I like my champagne especially with caviar, but I like you just the way you are. I like your name and address to coincide with mine and it. The answer is yes. I know I'll like it. Find about a million things I particularly
3: Lots of fun tonight, Doctor, watching you boys paint. I'm
2: glad you came along, Molly. Down this way, McGee.
6: So am I, Molly. Doc and I aren't very good at it, but we have a lot of fun.
3: Incidentally, McGee, I still think you should have brought your smock and bray along in a package instead of wearing them like this. Nobody else is Oh,
2: that's silly. Why change clothes when I get here when I had them on all day long, anyhow? Besides, how else can anybody tell I'm an artist? An excellent question. (laughs) I, uh... Well, now, what kind of a costume she'll wear, fellas. Not that it matters. I can paint anything,
6: of course, but I... Well, I doubt that she'll be wearing hip boots and an overcoat, McGee. (laughs) This is art. The class tonight is supposed to study muscular action and body structure. And to think I joined this thing to get away from my work. (laughs) The uh, classroom's right around the corner there, McGee. Hmm. You and Molly, go ahead.
2: I have to get my paints and brushes out of my locker.
5: So do I. We'll meet you in the classroom, kids, right away.
2: All right. Right in. Well, which way, Doc? Right... Oh, oh, never mind. We'll find it.
3: Don't catch your heel in the hem of that smock again, dearie. You nearly fell coming in, you know. I'm okay.
2: My gosh, this Civic center is a big joint.
3: Yes. We came here to a dance one time, remember? Wait a minute,
2: wait a minute. Let me ask this guy. Where... Uh, hey, Bud. Yes, sir? Uh, w- we're kind of lost, Bud. Uh, can you tell us how to get Oh, to... well, I'll be delighted to direct you, sir. Uh-huh. I can see at a glance that you're looking for the Happy Hearts Club Masquerade and Comic Costume Party. It's on the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, let, let me say, sir, that you have got on the funniest get-up I've seen all evening. <laughs> <laughs> have they been going by here in droves? Oh no, sir! You uh, oh, it. Miss, if your father doesn't win first prize in that. <laughs> uh,
4: George,
2: you ought to scream your head off! What a sense of humor! That's the most ridiculous
4: thing. Oh, <laughs> rather
2: cut it out! I'm not looking for the masquerade party. Of course
3: not. We're looking for the art class,
2: sir. Yes. Oh, the art class! Are you a model, baby? Because if you... No, she
3: ain't a model, (laughs) baby.
2: She's a model wife. Mine. Oh, gone it, but I'm an art student, and I want to know where... Oh, well, I'm happy to have you as a student, sir. Permit me to introduce myself. I'm your instructor, Rembrandt J. Fink.
4: (laughs) At Um, your service. How
3: do you do, I'm sure, Mr. Fink? But uh, isn't it about time for class to start? Because... Oh, we're...
2: yes, indeed it is, madam. Right, right through this door here, please. All
3: right. I'm kind of angry.
2: Where do the experts sit, bud? Because I'm the type of guy that I will Well, to... just grab an easel any place, sir. Okay. I'll... Oh, this will be a very interesting session tonight. Uh-huh. Our first session with a regular model. Oh, this will be fun. <laughs> yeah, we heard about that, Remy. What, uh... What kind of costume will she wear? Bathing suit or... Certainly not, sir. Our class tonight will concentrate on muscle and bone structure. Torso study. Oh, you hear that, Molly? She's going to wear a wedding dress. A torso. No. I don't think he meant that. Oh, that's great, bud, because I got lots of white paint and I can draw swell lace, boy. Have her carry a bouquet, too, because... Our model, sir, will not be wearing a wedding dress. Or anything else. After all, when one must study the muscular structure of the body, one cannot be impeded by useless draperies. Well, no,
3: I suppose...
4: <laughs>
2: oh, my, my, but, my gosh, I... Hey, ain't it going to be pretty chilly in here for, I mean...
4: I mean, a model without
2: any... Uh, that is... Well, 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 now, don't worry about that, sir. Lillian won't mind. She's used to it. Oh. You can sit right here next to your husband, Mrs. McGee. Thank you, sir. And remember, sir, that... Oh, hello, Dr. Gamble. Evening, Mayor. Hello, Mike. ready to start, Professor? Yeah, right away, gentlemen. Set your easels up, and I'll go get the model ready. All mm-hmm. right. A live model. Hey, hey, Doc, I, I don't
3: know about this. Oh, yeah, but, Mickey, if you're going to learn to paint, you have to have a real model. Yeah, but I
2: didn't know it was going to be that real. <laughs> I'll, I'll be nervous. I won't be able like to. Come. Pipe down. Pipe down, McGee. Class is starting. We're imminent, huh? All right, students. Quiet, please. As you know, we have engaged a model for tonight. Our first session as a real life class. Let us all concentrate on the bone structure, the flesh tones, and the muscular action. All right, Joe, bring Lillian out now. Listen to that, Molly. She's caught cold already. (laughs) Poor kid.
3: Dear, you can open your eyes now. Lillian is a horse.
7: A horse?
1: Molly return in a moment. When a good cook discovers for herself that pet milk is twice as rich as ordinary bottled milk, wonderful things begin to happen. She will find, for example, that she can make cream pies that taste even better than before, and smooth, rich-tasting puddings, and the kind of cake frosting that youngsters describe as yummy. In fact, she can use pet milk for making everything from satisfying main dishes like juicy meatloaf to melt-in-your-mouth desserts. And you know what? She gets more compliments on her cooking. So, of course, she's happier. Not only because the family sings her praises, but because she knows that by using pet milk, she can actually have extra good food at lower cost. Yes, that's right. Pet milk costs less generally than any other form of milk. For cooking, for coffee, for baby, and the youngsters, take home several cans of pet milk tomorrow.
2: You think I'd paint any better if I took off a little weight?
3: Not a bit. What gave you that idea?
2: Well, that instructor tonight. He said I was the most fatuous guy in the class. <laughs> me, fatuous. <laughs> An old Doc Gamble sitting there weighing ninety pounds more than me.
3: <laughs> oh well. Favoritism.
2: Yeah. Good night.
3: Good night, all.
1: First evaporated milk, Pet Milk, brings you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Next Sunday is Mother's Day, and next Saturday morning, Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor has a special program dedicated to mothers everywhere. Double Rich, as always, the program brings you a wonderful, heartwarming Mother's Day story. A very special recipe for happiness, written just for mothers. And, of course, the recipe of the week for mock drumsticks, the kind of food that makes the family say, Mom is the best cook in town. Don't miss this very special half hour next Saturday morning. Tune in sure to NBC for Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor.
6: Steve Wilson combats crime in Big Town, next, over most NBC stations. Say goodbye